Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. On the last episode of The Cheat Code. I call the hotel room again, nothing. So I call her cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she picks up, she's like, hey. I'm like, hey, what you doing? She's like, oh, you know, me and Beep are just, you know, you know, hanging out, chilling out. And I'm like, oh, word, because I'm sitting in the um, parking lot of your hotel. In West Valley. Boom, right. boom, boom. We were just having pizza and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, what's his brother's name? <laughs> you don't know him. That's not what I asked you. What's this brother's name? Johnny. <laughs> Reasonable. Okay, all right. For about six seconds. Johnny what? You don't know him. That's, th- we've been over this. Johnny what? Johnny Johnson. And then, that was a lot. my dumb self says, you need to tell her about me. And that was Because I don't feel comfortable, and you do. So in between Jason's life falling apart, I am still actively dealing with, you know, just my own healing, my own stuff that's going on. And the one thing that my ex and I had agreed upon was that my child would not be introduced to anyone for at least a full year. I'm now in my new apartment. He's moved out of our house. We've rented it out and he's moved into his new apartment. Um, And we equally share time with our kid. And so... You know, I would, we were trying to figure this thing out. So I would go over to pick her up um, sometimes, you know, to do her hair or take her to, you know, dance school or whatever, just normal things because we're trying to do this co-parenting thing as equally as we can. So one day, you know, and, and he's seeing this other woman and I know this and, you know, so it's, it's hard because like I said, it was a woman that I knew. It was a woman that had been at our wedding. It was a woman that I had already had feelings about and I could not place it and then come to find out it's her. Mm-hmm. So I go to his new apartment and something happens and I'm doing my daughter's hair and she says, you know, something is in his in his room. And I'm I'm very careful when I go to his apartment that I stay in her room or in the common area. This was the only time I had ever been in his room and it was like, he was like, oh no, no, go in and get it. Whatever it was, I think it was a brush or something in his bathroom and his closet is open and there are women's shoes in the closet. Hi, welcome to The Cheat Code. This is the story of an affair between one woman and one man told over 10 episodes. Episode 6, Fuckery and the Cape. Parents speaking in parables, paradise, what they want from me. Shawty's never now, saw Now, my kid's super smart. Her mama don't come here. She certainly don't come in this in this room or in this, in this closet. So she's going to know that these are not mine. And so I see them and immediately I'm like, all right, I got to go. So I grab her and we go. So I call him and I'm like, look. 
I can't govern what you do. We're apart. We said this. Why do you have crap out that she can see and question? I, I'm not trying to govern your relationship, but we said this. So I'm like, seeing as you're not getting this right, I'm going to talk to her. I'm like, you know what? I'm good on you. I reached out to her on Facebook and I was like, we need to have a conversation. We absolutely need to have a conversation now because there's some things I need to get straight with you. And if you could give me your phone number, that would be great. So she responds and she's like, hey, you know, and um, glad you reached out. We absolutely need to talk. Here's my phone number. So I'm like, we need to meet for a drink live so we can have this conversation live. Let's meet this time where? And she's like, I work in Jersey City and we can meet at this particular place. Fine, I'll come meet you. So, you know, I'm I'm playing bad bitch on TV, but I'm not really feeling like bad bitch. I'm feeling super scared, super insecure. She's a good looking girl. She's, you know, she's in shape. She's whatever. She's got a great job, all those things. So, but I'm like, this is my kid. And what you two are doing is not being considerate of my kid. That is fueling me. So I'm like, you know, I got to go see this chick, but I can't look ratchet. So I go and I go make an appointment with the glam father, William Edmonds, to go beat my face and do the hair and do the all the things. Father. So I get to him and it's late and he's like, bitch, where are you going? And I was like, here's the deal. And he knows my ex, he knows the drama. And I'm like, I'm about to go meet chick. He's like, you about to go meet who? He's like, wait, wait, wait. Let me get the wands out. I need assistance. I need people. We need wine. Where is the makeup tray? I need, and I mean, he is doing the things. The whole salon, the salon is emptied out. He was like, you are not leaving here until you are fabulous. So beats the face, does the makeup. And I have this cape that I wear. Carmen Diego. Carmen Diego, like shawl that I, 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 I throw over the shoulder, like Dominique Devereaux. and glitter. Shout out to Diane Carroll. Um, so I'm like, so I'm going straight from there to Jersey city and I get in the restaurant first and I order a goblet of wine. It's a goblet of red wine. I'm feeling very fabulous. And you know, she walks in and we sit, you know, she's like, you know, and I just went, no, 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 no. Before you start, because I need to start. My whole concern is my kid. And because, and, and I, this is terrible, it's terrible. I need to pray on it and, and, and just really, God, this was awful, but I was in my full petty. I was like, because you don't have kids, maybe you don't understand how important this is. Ouch. Right. It was terrible, but I meant it. No, she bought that. But she, she got that. And I was Please. like, X and I said that my child would not know of anyone for the, a year. So while he may not be governing this thing, you leaving your shit around his apartment for her to see is inconsiderate. It is, could be traumatizing and it is against our agreement. So he won't govern you, but I'm letting you know that anything you do to my child creates a bad situation for he and I. And if he and I are in a bad situation and he's in a bad space, because I know him better than you, which was another stab, He's not going to be right, which mm. will be taken out on you. So I'm going to ask you to get your shit together. 
And she's like, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't think about it that way. You know, what have you, it wasn't anything again. And I'm like, no, I get it. You know, I understand. I don't, I'm like, you know, I don't blame you for getting with him. I'm like, I'm not judging you. I'm like, I get being with a married man. I totally get that. And I'm like, and he's a good guy. He's super good. You know, on paper, he is this, this, and that he's easy to talk to blah, blah. And I guess in that moment, I must have made her feel comfortable to actually talk to me. And I was not really trying to go for that. So she's like, you know, I know. And I just admire the way that you and he still talk. And, you know, my ex won't even talk to me and blah, blah. And I'm like, I feel bad for you. But like I said, um, (laughs) you need to keep your shit out of the house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's all I really came to say. Um, So you paying for this or me? I can get this. And she's like, no, I got it. And I was like, okay, took the cape threw it over my shoulder and wind machined out of the fucking room. So, you know, at this point, they are a couple and You know, I'm hearing that he's out with her places and then he calls me and he's like, I'm taking this trip with her. They had already gone on a trip like three months after we broke up to Greece and they had already showed up at parties with with people we knew and all that stuff. And they're going to Asia. Greece, Greece, right? Yeah, Greece, Greece, the real Greece. Right, right, right. right. We're going to Santorini. Right, right, right. So they're going to Asia and this is April. So they go to Asia for however long they're gone. And in my head, our relationship is done. So you're in Asia. Everybody knows you're in Asia. And he gets off the plane and, you know, he calls me and he's just like, hey. And one of my girlfriends was having a murder mystery dinner where we all are dressed up and you go and you play these parts or what have you. And I didn't realize she had invited him. And she said, you know, oh yeah, I had invited him, blah, blah. And I, and I got angry and I was like, I don't, I understand that we were all friends, but I don't want to socialize with my ex. Like, I don't want to be around him. Like, I don't understand why y'all don't get this. This hurts. My life is not a soap opera. This is real. I don't want to be around him. He just got off a plane with his woman from Asia. It's a week later and you want me to be in a spot with him. So I actually said I wasn't going to go. And they were like, no, no, you need to come. You need to come. Please come. You need to, don't worry about it. Whatever. Just come. Just do it for me. So, so, you know, he comes to this murder mystery dinner and he shows up with a family friend. And let me just describe the, the relationship of this family friend. So he is his childhood friend. When I say childhood friend, they are born on the same day. They have been friends since they were in grade school. They had been in high school dating people who were friends and he was the best man at our wedding and he and his wife are the couple that we do things with. Mm -hmm. Um, There are other couples we do things with, but these are like his childhood people that we just bond with. So this person knows him much better than the college friends. Like he's known him, he knows his home situation, his mom, all those things. So he brings this person who also was, you know, just kind of tuned in to things, to this event. And he's sitting quietly. So he's, while he's like family, he's not part of this crew. So he's coming with fresh eyes to this murder mystery dinner. (laughs) 
there's a mystery and we're trying to solve it with clues and I'm angry and I don't really realize it. And he is, whenever he says something, and you know, this stuff about, you know, so-and-so was caught in the room with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And I am zinging him. And I'm like, a word, you was caught in the room with so-and-so, that's familiar. <laughs> and I'm, 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 the whole sarcasm book is rolling out. And I don't realize I'm making folks uncomfortable. So. Interesting when we uh, that wraps up and we're there and it, and, and I felt I, I was so angry leaving the dinner I was so mad like why do I why are people subjecting me to being around him you know because we had had a year of arguing we'd had a year of me trying to have peace and feeling like he's calling me about dumb shit and I'm like you don't want to be with me why are you calling me about this and I guess he leaves the dinner and <laughs> says to him wow Anne really hates you yikes and that completely sends him over the edge. So he calls me and he's like, so are we friends or are we not? And I'm like, excuse me? We're not friends. You just got off a plane with this chick. I'm not your friend. And he's like, you know, it feels like you don't like me. And I'm like, cause I don't. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't want to be around you. And I'm feel, I feel forced on everybody, else, everybody else's behalf to be around you. And I'm pissed off about it. So this is the end of April. And then you and I have our coming out party two weeks later. And then the next day I get a phone call like, can we talk? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, Jason, we have a great time at that party. The party was so good. The party was dope. I looked good. You looked good. You looked we fantastic. We introduced. I was like, and all of you, it was all of your people. Yeah. And so I was, you know, was a little anxious, but, you know, I'm dope. So, I, you know, we, and we, <laughs> you know, but it was like everybody was so normal. You know, it was like, it just, it just kept confirming. Even his friends were normal. Yeah, no, no, everybody. And I had a young Sora who was there. And she said to me, I want a man who looks at me the way he looks at you. Oh, her? Yes. And I will never forget the, this. And this this young lady is so together. Like, she's super together. Um, we call her Sora CEO. She was She's literally like that. And she was like, I need a man that looks at me the way he looks at you because damn. So it was that kind of night. And we were like, we were just feeling the high. The city was great. Everybody looked beautiful. Like it was like 71.28 degrees. It yes, was like it was perfect. perfect. Except for the dude in the velvet jacket in May with the, vel- whatever, we're not going. But well, he was chilling, you he know. Chilling, he had his lane. <laughs> but no, so we, um, and we go home, we have a great night and you leave. And my ex calls and is like, can you, can I come by to talk to you? 
And I'm like, live? And he's like, yeah, like, you know, I want to just come by. And, and, and I have, I have no idea of what's coming because again, it's May in April, you were just in China and Phuket with this other woman. And we're arguing about life and it is now May, like 11th or 12th. And so you want to come talk so to me. So what could this be? Right. So he comes to my apartment and again, you know, here's the thing. I'm not at all trying to play him because I, I get how he got here now. Or maybe I don't I don't get it. I don't understand your actions if you wanted me back. So when he comes to talk to me and he's like, you know, you're my queen and I want to, you know, I'm just really feel like we need to move forward with our with our marriage and we just needed to get back to each other and i'm looking at him like you spent the last year doing whatever the hell it is you want to do and had me on a path of away from you why the hell are you back here right now and he's like oh we should go go to counseling and do whatever and do whatever and my response to him is i'm just not sure and that was really it. And at the same time, this the next morning, my ex starts with the kick her to the curb and I'll kick him to the curb. It was and, the it was the day you got home from the party. And let's just get the it was like it was like it was a bad sitcom. It was like they had called each other. It, and and <laughs> and like how do we fuck with them a little more? Let's try to get back with them. Her approach changed from what if I lose him and we don't work out to I want you back. That started happening. But we're not sleeping together. I'm on the couch. I'm terrified of this thing. I'm not terrified of not being in my marriage anymore. I'm resigned to that and I'm good with it. You know, I'm earning. I'm good with it. I'm terrified of the idea that she's not working. She's a primary caretaker and if I don't do this the right way, I will lose control of my time with my kids and my money that I can spend on them. But and, you didn't talk about the money as much. You really talked about your kids. But I'm a divorce lawyer. So I know when one spouse is a primary caretaker and the other isn't, so much of the control goes to the primary right, caretaker. Right. And I'm cognizant of that the whole time. Like, right. that's real. And so I wasn't going to do anything rash. It didn't make sense. And in my head, she she's moving on. We don't have to do this abruptly or clumsily. Right. She's moving on. I'm moving on. So I'm like, yeah, you know, it, listen, I get it. I got something going on too, girl. Right. So stupid us dummy. who had been talking on the dummy. landline. Because we just dummy. talked about a landline. Yeah, so kids, again, landline yeah. or phones that were actually connected to your house. They were not cell phones. She goes and starts looking at the phone bill. All right. of these things started happening. Looking through the phones, looking through the phone. All of a sudden, looking through my credit cards. And I'm not even ready for it because I'm like, why like why, we how, why are we here? You're with dude. So why are we I'm here? I'm not even hiding it. So, I'm not leaving my phone open, but I'm not I'm not being disrespectful. I don't want her to see anything no. because I still don't want to hurt her. But I'm like, we here already, right? So, okay. So party people, this is what we're doing. So the last few months, we talk every Sunday um, for hours all day from his landline to my landline because 
she takes the whole Sunday and goes out back to her old hood to go to church. That's what we think. Church slash being other her boyfriend. Dude. Right. Right. So we're on the phone and we're idiots because I'm using my actual phone number to call his actual phone number. And it's on the actual paper bill that we used to get. So when he tells her he has somebody, he doesn't give her a name, but she looks on the phone bill because it comes in her name. And she opens the phone really bill. You're a, you are was, a dumbass. But I was and listening to you. And all of a sudden I get a phone call to my house and I hear you and her. And she's like, hi, this is so-and-so, you know, blah, blah, blah. You need to come get your boyfriend because you need to come get him because apparently you call him all the time and blah, blah, blah. And I hear you in the background going, hang up the phone. Stop calling her. And this is early May. And she's like, you know, all the things that you say to the side piece when you call her. And I'm like, you know, cool. Got it. I'm not here to be yelled at. So we're we're not having this conversation. I'm good love. And I'm, good love. Enjoy. So I hang up. And she calls back and it's like, you know, I know I should, you know, I shouldn't even be speaking to you. I should be speaking to him. I don't know you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, cool. You want to have a conversation? We can have a conversation. I, while I know I'm in the wrong, I'm not a punk. So we're not going to just be screaming on Andrea. Like we're not just going to sit here and scream on me. So we're going to have a conversation or we're not going to talk. So she, so I get to work. That that phone call is is a Saturday. I get to work on Monday and I see that she has called my work phone number. 17 times on a Saturday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 